What's up, cheeseheads? Welcome back to Talking Cheese with Toph and Jim. Episode 3. The Packers took the W this week in pretty dominant fashion. How are you feeling today, Toph? Well, I got to tell you, Jim, I'm feeling a lot better than I was last week around this time. Like you said, it was definitely a pretty dominant showing by the Packers, and definitely was good to see the offense that uh, I remembered from last year, or at least glimpses of it. Yeah, it sure was, man. It sure was. I was a little nervous going into the week, but I was confident in the Packers to bounce back. Just a couple of notes going into the game. Under Matt LaFleur, the Packers are 8-0 after a loss with Rodgers in that time frame, throwing 20 touchdowns to no interceptions. That is pretty remarkable. You know, that's the uh, the definition of bouncing back, you know, fighting through that adversary, especially with the offseason that they had, the week one performance. I was ready for it. I'm glad they came out and performed. On top of that, the Lions also had the uh, right tackle, was the first start for the Lions right tackle. So I was expecting some pass rush there. But let's kick it over to you, Toph. What did we have for injuries going into this game? Yeah, so for injuries, obviously the most devastating one on the Packers' end was Darius Smith, who's on IR with, I believe, a nagging back injury, if I'm not mistaken there. And then the other notable one, I think, would be uh, Josiah Deguara with a concussion. And then as far as the Lions are concerned, obviously you have Jeff Akuda, their number one cornerback, out for the year with the ACL injury. And then Tyrell Williams, who I would imagine is supposed to be their number one receiver, also out of that game with a concussion. Yeah, those are some pretty notable injuries. I was not expecting the Zadarius Smith news going into the week. That was a pretty big bummer. But let's get him healthy. Let's get him rested. We need him at the end of the season in the playoffs. We don't need him right now as much. So I'd rather have a completely healthy Zadarius than a a questionable Zadarius going forward and, and possibly ruining that where it matters. Agreed. Definitely no need to make that injury any worse than it is, especially since we've seen how the Packers pass rush already was with Zedarius. We need him back as soon as possible. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So let's get into the game, Toph. The first half was not what I quite expected coming out of the gate, but let's hear it. Let's get a breakdown of the first half from you. Yeah, so overall in the first half, uh, still no pressure from the Packers. Obviously, Zadarius's injury probably played into that. But no pressure. The Lions seemed to, or the Goff specifically, seemed to have as much time as he wanted to do whatever he wanted, which led to them scoring on their first drive, a five-yard pass to Wisconsin's own Quintez Cephas, which, of course, I think we probably all remember the 46-yard pass that Kevin King got burned on, which led up to that touchdown. Good old reliable there, as you like to call him. After that, the Packers answered with a four-yard TD reception by Aaron Jones. That was a nice 11-play, 75-yard drive there. After that, in the second quarter, the Lions dinked and dunked their way to a eight-yard touchdown pass from TJ Hawkinson. The Packers responded with a 43-yard kick return to start at their own 44. That was Amazing to see out of Kylan Hill there. Haven't seen a good return game on the Packers end for quite some time now, at least a few years. From there, or that of course led to the one-yard TD pass again to Aaron Jones, making his second touchdown. After that, 
Lions had less than two minutes to try to get down the field. Almost had a amazing catch by Quintez Cephas, a circus catch of sorts. Kevin King, though, actually had nice coverage on that play, which led to a field goal right before the half to bring them. So can I cut you off? Sure. Did you just say Kevin King had good coverage? Wasn't it? Wasn't it good coverage? It was. I'm just ridiculously <laughs> surprised to hear that. Yeah, no, I, I we need to like we need to clip that, put together a um what are they called? The uh the NFTs. I bet you that'll sell for millions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that anything Kevin King related will sell for millions, but if there is such a thing, that's probably it. But yeah, I mean, you know, if we're gonna bash a guy for getting torched and getting hurdled we should at least point out the instances where he does have good coverage and that was you know was good coverage on Quintez um which led to them kicking a field goal and being up 14 or being up 17 to 14 at half excuse me yeah that that basically sums up the first half I expected the Packers defense to come out a little bit stronger you know the Lions offense is far from formidable to say the least, and we didn't see much in that that defense from the first half. The Rod Rogers and the Packers looked in sync. We finally, I'm pretty sure the Packers listened to our podcast last week. We decided to give Aaron Jones the ball, so that was also ridiculously nice to see. It's also kind of funny. The one time the Packers did not give Aaron Jones a touch is the one possession they punted in the first half. So I don't know if there's a correlation there, but. Aaron Joseph went absurd in the first half there. What was your overall impression of the first half? Yeah, I mean, my overall impression was that the Lions dared the Packers to run, and they did it, and it, it worked out for them well enough anyway. I mean, the, the Lions were going too high at safety pretty much the whole half that I noticed at least, though Rodgers did still have a good good first half. He was 7 for 9 with 69 yards and two TDs. Goff had a pretty imp- impressive first half himself. 14 for 17, 147 yards, also two TDs. And Aaron Jones, of course, had the two receiving TDs and 76 total yards. But yeah, I mean, overall, it definitely looked like the Packers offense was starting to get back in sync in the first half. The energy from Lambeau was absolutely amazing. I definitely think, well, Rodgers himself on the McAfee show said that that was a nice Kickstarter for him and they needed it. And then that that moment between Rodgers and Devontae after the flyover was was pretty amazing to see as well. You can definitely tell those two just really enjoy playing the game with each other. That was pretty awesome, wasn't it? You know, after the the flyover came through, it was the first time that they've seen that kind of thing. And Rodgers even mentioned that, you know, he loves the intros. Unfortunately, defense got introduced this game, but just that 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 moment between those those two was really really cool to see you know it seemed like the energy was back they had fun again this week that lack of energy last week really showed and I was really really glad to see that crowd just bring some hype back into the team yeah no absolutely I completely agree there definitely could tell that they were feeding off of it pass rush didn't really seem to but the offensive line did a much better job in the first half than they did the week prior Rodgers seemed to have some time to establish some things and actually get a rhythm going. Did not seem to be the case at all last week. Yeah, most certainly. Most certainly. So let's look ahead to the second half. It was a complete different way of the game in the second half. The Packers just absolutely dominated. You know, they outscored them 21-0, to which started – 
with the Packers initiating a touchdown to oh reliable Bobby Tunyon, which was a 22-yard dart from Rodgers across the middle. But that was set up by a absolute beautifully drop-in throw to Devontae along the right sideline for 50 yards. Nice to see Devontae back. It was on a third and 12, so that's a point in time where Uncle Mo could have been shifted at that point, and we kept it, and we just absolutely ran with it from there. Another interesting note on that is with that touchdown to Tony in there, the 22-yarder, Rodgers passed John Elway for 10th on the all-time yards list, which is pretty cool. You know, it's always nice to see with the, those records there. And at this point now, the Packers have two of those placeholders in the top 10 with, with Favre also there. So the Lions then followed that up with a turnover on downs, which was awesome. It was fourth and one. Eric Stokes made a huge play. Uh, the, the, the ball wasn't perfectly thrown, but, you know, it was catchable for sure. And Eric Stokes came through with the stop, got it, got a little headbutt on Joe Barry in the process, which was nice to see, you know, the rookie stepping up, having some fun with the defensive coordinator and, and Joe Barry taking one in the face. <laughs> and that led to another Packers touchdown. So that was Aaron Jones, third touchdown of the game, third receiving touchdown of the game with that and a little swing pass dump off to the left. And then he scampered in. Um, interesting to note on there as well is Rodgers had a wobbler that came through and Devonta actually went up and, and played defense and broke up that play to, to prevent the interception. So that, that wouldn't have happened there. if The, the touchdown wouldn't have happened if Devonta didn't make that play. That was followed up by the Lions' first turnover of the day, which was a Jared Goff fumbled snap, and then Chris Barnes hopped on it. Got control, which led then to the Packers' third and final touchdown of the second half and final touchdown of the game, which was a one-yard run um, by Aaron Jones getting in at the goal line. Uh, that was set up by a missed throw by Rodgers actually targeting Adams. Uh, that was in the, the end zone, and it was a defensive P.I., so Packers got it on the on the goal line there. From there, the Packers punted, and then Goff threw his first interception of the game, the Lions' second turnover, which was a nice play made by Devondre Campbell. Um, Goff really more or less just threw it right to him, so it was, it was a gimme, which then the Packers just killing the clock, punted, and – that was more or less the game. The Lions got the ball back. DeAndre Swift had a nifty little jump over Dev, uh, Kevin King, which was kind of cool to see. I mean, again, Kevin King on the receiving end of that. Um, and then Eric Stokes making his third big play of the game, breaking up the final throw then to the end zone on Quintez Cephas as well. I'm sorry, it was not Quintez Cephas. I can't remember the name of the receiver, but Eric Stokes making the play in the end zone, which had a bit of betting prowess on it. Allegedly, I'm not in a state that it is legal, so allegedly some people may have got the point spread on that game. I can't say, but that might be out there. And then the old Aaron Rodgers move, sending out the backup to take the kneel so he doesn't lose the uh, the rushing yards. I love that. he did. It, he's done it now for a couple of years, and uh, it was nice to see the Packers in victory formation at the end of the game, taking that dub in Lambeau. What did you think about the second half, Toph? Yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing to see the offense back in sync on a level that, you know, we would expect them to be. Also, really awesome to see us finally starting to get some pressure on Goff. Um, it is kind of hilarious, like you said, if you look at individual stats, no Packers player has a sack. But we do have that team sack, so it's something. It's, it's something, for sure. But, but it was definitely nice to, like you said earlier <laughs> – <laughs> have the energy back in Lambeau and just have them come out in the second half swinging. 
Yeah, most certainly. I'm I'm so glad that this game turned out the way it did. We, it was a win in dominant fashion. We shut a lot of the silencers up. Now, again, we got to take everything with a grain of salt. At the end of the day, we played the Detroit Lions. So, I don't know. It's going to be a, a better test this week. But before we get to next week, let's go over uh, who we had as the stars of the game. So, every week, Tof and I are each going to pick a star. We might throw in an honorable mention, a wild card, a position group in there every week. But who's your uh, who's your star of the game this week, Tove? So I went with the obvious. I went with Aaron Jones. I mean, I had an absolute phenomenal day, as we've already talked about. Four total touchdowns. He had 67 yards on the ground, 3.9 yards per attempt, 17 carries. Um, then he also had six targets and six catches for 48 yards in the air. I mean, didn't drop any passes. Found the end zone constantly. I mean, I, I just I feel like Aaron Jones is the obvious answer here. Uh, in addition to that, I also want to mention that the Packers head trainer was out looking for Aaron Jones' necklace with his dad's ashes in it, and they found it sometime after 1 a.m. I don't remember the exact time when it was reported, but another feel-good story that came out of that game there it was located, and just the fact that Aaron Jones – had an amazing game. His first game back to Lambeau after his dad passing away. I mean, I I just I had to give it to him. Wasn't that super cool to see the dedication from the Packers training staff to go out there and see that? You know, I you don't see that everywhere, and that was just super super cool. It really was. It was. Yeah, I seen a video of him like walking, you know, taking baby steps in the end zone, like basically going like every couple of inches, just. Might as well have been going over it with a fine tooth comb. It, it, pretty obvious that they weren't going to leave until they found it. But I feel like we've talked about Aaron Jones quite a bit. Um, what about you, Jim? Who was your star of the game? My star is not going to jump off the stat sheet. I was just ridiculously impressed with Eric Stokes this week. Obviously, we're a very pro Kevin King show. So I, I never want to see Kevin King get surpassed on the depth chart by any means. But at this point in time, it's the Eric Stokes, Eric Stokes show to prove. So you actually pre, uh, earlier today sent me a fancy little stat line from Pro Football Focus. So Kevin King so far this year has six targets, five completion, allowed for 133 yards. Eric Stokes, on the other hand, has five targets, one completion, allowed for five yards so it's time that this guy has proven it so far through two weeks again small sample size but he needs to surpass kevin king on the depth chart if king needs to move inside so be it but it, it's time to let stokes get his wheels under him and, and, and get going his stat line again not going to jump out at you he had two passes defended but really he had the three big plays with the three big plays with the, obviously the fourth and one stop. Then on a first down, he had an incompletion um, forced on Quintez Cephas. And then with that final play of the Lions offense, throwing it to the end zone. What did you think of Eric Stokes this week? I mean, I'm with you. He no. was very impressive. Definitely looked better than Kevin King. As you say, hurts, hurts deep inside somewhere to say that um, I'm sure, but Definitely deserves to be above Kevin King on the depth chart at this point. I know it's only week two, but it's not like we've only seen two weeks of Kevin King. We know what Kevin King is. Not positive why we resigned him. Well, I guess I do know why. Depth, and there's not really much out there. But 
I'm with you. It's it's time. Eric Stokes needs to be the number two corner. So I will say that I'm not terribly fond of the idea of Kevin King being designated to the slot going against San Francisco because Debo is probably going to be there. Uh, but with the way he's been going off this year, I feel like there's probably a good chance he's going to be followed around by Jer on the field. So wouldn't surprise me if we see Kevin King on the outside. I definitely think Stokes deserves to be second on the depth chart. Absolutely. I think that's a pretty common thought throughout Packer fans' beliefs at this point. You know, a, a lot of people are sick of seeing the Kevin King blunders every week. So, all right. I think we've covered enough about Eric Stokes. We're pretty excited for him. One quick shout-out I wanted to give is to Devondre Campbell. It was one of our only free agent signings this offseason. He played a pretty big part in this game. We've, we talked about how we had the pick already. We also had 13 tackles with, with one pass deflection in there as well. What do you think of Campbell? I would agree with you completely. He definitely, Devondre definitely belongs in the honorable mentions category. 13 total tackles, 10 of them solo, along with the interception and the pass deflection. I mean, obviously made a huge impact on the game. Maybe even the biggest impact defensively. Yeah, most certainly. Most certainly. All right, Toph. So... That's enough about the Lions game. It's in the past now. We collected the dub. It's on to bigger and better things. We got a big matchup coming up this week. We got the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. So traveling to the West Coast. Sunday night game. Another game in the spotlight. I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it. Let's get into our key matchups here. What are you uh, most looking forward to in terms of the matchups this week? Yeah, like you said, definitely looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. The matchup I'm most looking forward to would be the Packers O-line versus the 49ers front seven. Like I mentioned earlier, the O-line did pretty well against the Lions, but it is the Lions. Now they're going to be going against Javon Kinlaw, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, Emmanuel Mosley. I mean, the list goes on. They have a Really tough front seven, and they're going to have to give Rodgers time to throw and get in the rhythm again. Um, I do not want to see another repeat of week one when Rodgers didn't have any time to throw. What about you, Jim? What matchup are you looking forward to most? Personally, I'm looking forward to Jair Alexander versus Debo Samuel. Jair is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. He's proven that over time now. Debo is one of the most up-and-coming receivers, currently leading the league in reception yards. He's been in an absolute tear so far this year. I'm interested to see if Joe Barry is going to have Jair follow him around all game. You know, we saw Jair all over the field last week in the slot outside. I don't know if he's going to implement that Jalen Ramsey-type shutdown, lockdown corner and just completely try to eliminate Debo or how we're going to kind of attack that. But I'm really looking forward to see those two battle, man. I really am. And that leads us into our keys to the victory. So what's it going to take this week, Tove? How are the Packers going to get this W? In my opinion, the main thing they need to do is what worked last week, and that is establish the run. Whether it's get Aaron Jones involved, both on the ground, through the air, maybe get A.J. Dillon involved more. I think it's probably pretty obvious at this point. I have high hopes for A.J. Dillon. I do think he's going to become a bigger factor as the season goes on. But establishing the run, I think, is the key for the Packers again. Wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers are going too deep safety, daring the Packers to run on their front seven. 
and I think they're going to need to be able to do it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the Packers need to get that balance in their offensive game. They obviously proved last week that Aaron Jones is an absolute stud. Just get him the ball any way, shape, or form. A.J. Dillon, I think, is going to need to produce. We need to get that spell of Aaron Jones in there at the same time. Um, but I, I definitely agree with you where we need to keep that that balanced offense and, and get the ball running, which opens up those passing lanes for Rodgers on the back end. Which leads me then into my key to the victory, which in opposite of that is the Packers need to stop the run. The Niners have just shredded rushing yards so far this year, over 100 yards in the first week against the Lions. Last week, again, 117 yards with a collection of people carrying the ball. Now they are pretty injured at the running back position at this point, but the the package defense is Achilles heel for the last, I don't even know how many years at this point, so long is the run defense. We all know what they did to us in the championship game two years ago. We don't need to speak on that. That's in the past, but we have to stop the run. It's going to be the only way that our defense is going to be able to get off the field and have some sustainable drives then, which we can have on the offense. You can even rest it as well. What do you think, Toph? Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. Um, I mean, I think it's definitely the, the biggest thing that they're going to have to do is stop the run. I mean, Kyle Shanahan has proved time and time again doesn't – I mean – not to say that they don't have good running backs, but it doesn't ultimately really matter who's in there. He has a plug and play system and they're going to produce. And with that being the Packers biggest weakness, not named Kevin King. If they can't stop the run, the 49ers are going to have a field day. I couldn't agree more, man. I could not agree more. All right. So, so let's hear it. Let's predict next week's game. We did not have the best of luck last week with our predictions. As I predicted the score to be 28, 24, did not give the Packers offense enough credit and gave the Lions too much. Uh, with you predicting the Lions score correct at 20, uh, at 17 points, but you were under the 11 points then predicting the Packers offense only put up 24. So we got to do better this week. We haven't started off great. Obviously, the first week, nobody could have predicted that. So this week, I have the Packers taking the W. I think that it's going to be a, a defensive game. Uh, I don't see the they going into a shootout by any means with the Niners. I think the Packers are going to score 27 points, and it's going to be pretty close. I give the Niners 24. I think whoever has the ball last in this game is going to determine the outcome and the winner. How about you, Tuff? What do you think this? How do you think this game is going to go? I also have the Packers coming out on top. Um, I have them coming out on top. Also had them at 27, um, but I have the 49ers at 20. 2720 with a Packers W. All right, all right. That's pretty similar, man. We 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 both have the Packers putting up 27. I like it, Toph. We both get in the dub. Yes, sir. I feel like that'll probably be a pretty common theme throughout the year, but you know, I I think we're both fairly realistic Packer fans, so who knows. All right. So since we got the predictions out of the way, hoping to see that Packer dub. We have a new segment that we're borrowing from our fellow Jabber Jockey podcasters from the Bears Den, Rick and Bill. Feel free to check them out if you're into that sort of thing. But we're going to do a head-to-head fantasy contest. We're each going to pick three players from the upcoming Packer game. We each have to, by the when it's all said and done, have at least one from each team. Um, otherwise, there's no position restraints or, or anything like that. 
I will go ahead with my first pick, and I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Getting the big dog out of the way right away. Couldn't have expected anything less. I feel like that's going to be a pretty common theme with this series going forward. For my first pick, I'm going to take Devontae's quarterback, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Not a huge surprise there. Uh, From there, I think I'll go ahead and get my 49er out of the way, and I'll take George Kittle. George Kittle, man. That was going to be my next pick. I don't think there's a lot of 49ers worth really taking right now. They're going to put up a lot of points. So, after last week's performance, I'm betting high on Aaron Jones. He will be my second pick. Going to be honest here. I kind of expected you to get your 49ers pick out of the way here, too. Um, that being your second pick, I'm going to actually have to go with two 49ers and take Jimmy Garoppolo. Dang it, Toph. You didn't leave me with much, much options. Or that was definitely going to be my next one. Let me take a look here. Well, I'm kind of forced to do this. The Niners don't really have a running back at this point. Who knows who's going to be on the field? So I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk. He's disappointed so far this season. I think Jair is going to be on Debo the majority of the game. Let's see if Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk eats, eats this week. But, again, Packers are getting the dub. But uh, I'm looking forward to this little week. That just sounds like fun. Yeah, I think it has an interesting element to it. It's also worth noting that the format that we'll be using is ESPN scoring, and it's a half point per reception for anybody who may be wanting to follow along with the scoring. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it gives us a different aspect to look at the upcoming games each week. And... Yeah, it most certainly does. I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm looking forward to it as well. We haven't put a lot of thought into the what the winner gets, but next week we're going to have something for you guys there. I don't know what it's going to be. We haven't put any thought into it, but we'll keep track every week. Whoever puts up the most points, uh, the, not the most points, every most points every week, but the better record overall at the end of the year, we'll think of something. We'll think of something fun, and we'll post that on our on our social media pages there for, for the loser. But it's been fun, Toph. Packers got the dub. Looking forward to the test this week. It's going to be a nice test. What are your final thoughts going into week three against the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm definitely looking forward to it. It should be a great game. I'm looking forward to seeing the Packers offense get in sync, even even more in sync, I should say. Despite you you picking him, I'm looking forward to seeing another amazing game from Aaron Jones. I'm really hoping to see that we can get MVS involved in this game. A couple of big opportunities that were missed that weren't really his fault. Uh, he's one of our bigger playmakers, and i looking forward to seeing how we get him involved. Definitely. I'm going to ride this hive from this week here until Sunday. We're going to come out on top Sunday night on the national spotlight. I'm looking forward to it, Toph. Well, that's it for this week, everybody. We want to thank everyone for listening. This has been the third episode of Talking Cheese with Toph and Jim. We will see you guys next week with hopefully.